Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It's the sound you've waited months to hear. It's caused some of your greatest triumphs. The Duke Blue Devils win the military bowl. And your biggest heartbreaks. The Duke Blue Devils are going to set a record here this afternoon. Never before have they won 10 games in a season. It's the option at Georgia Tech. It's Howard's Rock. The smoke in Miami. 35-40 And every Saturday, you tap that sign. The wait is over. College football is here. You're back, folks. This is the Wesson Walker Show Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. Team Week continues talking about the Duke Blue Devils going to the offensive side of the ball. And to give you a quick rundown of how good they were last season, they were fifth in the ACC in points per game, third in the ACC in yards per play, second in rushing touchdowns, a physical bunch they are, third in yards per rush, and they led the ACC in turnover margin and were second in time of possession. When you put all those things together and you talk about an offense that runs the football with this type of efficiency, you lead the league in turnover margin in your second in time of possession, you're going to be one of the better offenses in the league, and they are led by Riley Leonard, just the second Duke quarterback in program history to rush for 600-plus yards, throw for 2,000-plus yards in a single season, also one of two FBS quarterbacks to rush for 13-plus rushing touchdowns and pass for 20 touchdowns as well. And then you just look at this offense. Again, we discussed 18 starters returning on this team in totality, and all of the key skill guys are back. Whether you talk about running back Jordan Waters, who rushed for eight touchdowns, we just talked about him. Uh, They also have at wide receiver, they feature Jalen Calhoun, a guy that I voted for sure first team all ACC preseason. He had 62 receptions. Four touchdowns. J5 is nice, man. That's what his teammates call him, J5. And he's also nice as far as in the special teams game, too, man. Kind of puts you in the mind of Jamison Crowder uh, with what he does for this Duke football team. Jordan Moore returns 656 yards on 60 catches. He had and five scores. And, oh, yeah, got to give love to the big dogs. Graham Barton out there at offensive tackle holding it down. One of the only. FBS tackles to have an 85-plus run and pass blocking grade. Folks, this is one of the best offensive linemen that you haven't heard of. He was PFF's number one returning offensive tackle in college football. So the Duke Blue Devils, they're definitely working with some things in that cupboard in Durham. All right, so Mike Elko, we praised him yesterday. Maybe we'll do so a little bit more so tomorrow because of him being a defensive guy. And and I'm that's sorry, he we'll was t- number two returning. Sorry to catch No, you're good. Yeah. So we'll talk about Mike Elko a little bit more in detail tomorrow discussing the defense. But offensively, you know, I got to give some love to the OCs that are undersung. And Kevin Johns is that guy for the Duke Blue Devils. This is why... 
Duke had such a good season last year and maybe why so many people didn't think they were going to have a good year because you talk about the same group that offensive guru David Cutcliffe recruited to that program the same group that David Cutcliffe could not win a conference game with Kevin Johns comes in and has them ranking among the top offenses, not only in just the conference where they're ranking top five in a bunch of traditional categories, but even nationally. This is a Duke offense that was finishing 42nd in total points, and you're also finishing 36th in yardage, I believe. Maybe I have that backwards. So, yeah, fifth in scoring in the conference, 36th in scoring, 42nd in total offense. Just to get that correct, that's remarkable. For someone in Riley Leonard, who makes a monster jump from two seasons ago to what he was able to uh, do last year. And same thing, even losing a guy like Mateo Duran, as we talked about, being one of the more underrated running backs in the entire country. You lose him, and you're still able to manufacture a nice rushing total with your guy, Riley Leonard, leading the way. This offense, I do not expect to drop off. They have that top tackle you're talking about returning in Barton. Uh, Where's the weakness? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Wes, we see this team perform and outperform expectations last year and perform among the best units in all of college football. Where's the weakness? Uh, this is why I think so many people, and not enough people, I should say, are high on Duke. There, there should be more, especially with pro football focus, ranking Riley Leonard as the fifth best NFL quarterback draft prospect in all of college football. One spot above? Jordan Travis, as you had him yesterday. Listen, man, I try to tell the people, you know, I'm no, uh, you know, Nostradamus, but I try to tell people <laughs> a little bit of something that I think I know. And so you talk about Coach Leonard and that offense. And so Riley Leonard set single season school records for touchdowns responsible for most games with one plus touchdown pass, a touchdown to interception ratio of 3.33 to 1 and a pass completion to interception ratio of 41.67 to 1. So all those are very impressive numbers. They went from last in the ACC in 2021 to 5th, 5th, and 7th in scoring offense, total touchdowns, and passing touchdowns. And they improved in pass efficiency, 11th in 2021 to 5th in 2022, man. So this is a unit that's locked and loaded. They have continuity, which is great. And I think when you listen to Graham Barton talk, he just talks about and this whole program. They just talk about the chip that they have on their shoulder. And this is one of the reasons why I am picking them to upset Duke. And I am picking them to have a similar type of season to what they had last year. Because these are all guys that they're coming in. They know what they're doing. There doesn't have to be a lot of assimilation, especially when you talk about offensively. There are some things perhaps to show up on defense that we'll talk about tomorrow. But, I mean, you're loaded. You, you just look at the backfield that they've got. Three to four backs. All of these guys have experience. Riley Leonard coming back at quarterback. The receivers. I mean, you talk about the continuity between quarterbacks and receivers. All of his guys are back. Eli Panko, Jordan Moore, and Jalen Calhoun. And all of these guys can make plays. And you don't need to rely on him, Wes. I mean, you, you have a running game that is going to be very strong. And they're old. These are not younger dudes, right? Yes. Here we are talking about so many returnees where you have senior backs and Jalen Coleman, Jordan Waters, as you mentioned. You also have older offensive linemen, interior linemen, Jacob Monk and Maurice McIntyre on top of the left tackle returning, who's going to be an NFL stud and certainly a stud prospect in Graham Barton. 
The only thing I would say is Riley Leonard needs to be a little more consistent with his accuracy. If you look at his play under pressure, it wasn't great last season. And you look at his adjusted completion percentage coming in at 69% on true dropbacks. So that was just a season ago. What's scary is he was that effective and accuracy I expect to improve this season I expect his play under pressure being an older quarterback now having a year starting under his belt I expect him to play better under pressure and I don't expect him to be running for his life all that much anyway so when it does happen are those the plays that Riley Leonard can then make for himself right because I wouldn't call him a game manager I don't know if you run for 700 yards and really become a game manager, especially 20 touchdowns, six interceptions, 700 rushing yards, double-digit rushing touchdowns. Nobody's calling him a game manager. But can you make the plays when there is that rare pressure in the backfield? Can you make the plays that do turn a negative into a positive? And then that only ups your draft stock even more so. That's the next step. And once he makes that step, then you are talking about a guy that is among the best college quarterbacks in the entire country, and I expect him to take that next step. Yeah, and this is such a methodical unit. This is such a balanced unit when you look at this offense and what they were able to do. And last season's Blue Devil squad was the eighth team in program history to register 2,000 passing and rushing yards in the same season. So it's a balanced attack as well. You can't just come in and say, oh, we're going to stop this guy. We're going to take away this aspect of their game because they can get it done in a multitude of ways. We talked about how many close football games that they lost last season, the four touchdowns, I mean the four games that they lost by a touchdown or less. And then talking about Jalen Calhoun, the best receiver a lot of people haven't heard of, third team All-ACC last year as a wide receiver and a return specialist. This guy had 62 catches last year. I talked about averaging around 14 yards per catch. Then he had a team high uh, nine punt returns, averaged almost 13 yards a punt return. So he's dangerous in those respects as well. So this is a guy that's just an all-around playmaker, and he's the number one guy out there. But then when you watch Duke football last year, you see Jordan Moore and Eli Panko making crazy catches all over the field as well. So, again, there's just so much to like about this Duke offense. It would be a real disappointment if they came out and took a step back in 2023 when you talk about all the continuity that this unit has, as hungry as this team is. I don't see a way that they take a step back. Uh, You never know, but this unit looks like they're going to be one of the best in the ACC. It, It might be a camouflaged step back where it's not real that they're taking a step back, but their record isn't as good as it was last year. I could see that happening because the schedule is more tough for Duke coming into this season. Yes. But as we continue to talk about two more closing statements, I'll say about Duke's offense. One, there's an article on the all you know, the, the fan network, fan nation for the Texas A&M Aggies discussing why they should hire Kevin Johns as their offensive coordinator if it doesn't work out this upcoming season. They wanted Kevin Johns to be that guy before, I believe, Bobby Petrino took over that spot for Texas A&M. And Kevin Johns coming over, you already have a little bit of publicity surrounding him. So maybe after this season, he leaves. But there's enough incentive for Johns to just get paid a little bit more elsewhere, right? So there's incentive for the OC, and he's already made this much progress with a guy like Riley Leonard. And then as we talk about playing under pressure, the adjusted completion percentage maybe needed to raise a little bit more in this upcoming season. It's not like he's turning the ball over, as we mentioned with the six interceptions. His overall turnover-worthy play percentage. So that actually is accounting for the context here. Some guys might throw a pass that bounces off of a defender's hands and then ends up in his 
receiver's hands. It was a turnover-worthy play, but it didn't count as a turnover or an interception. But even so, even accounting for context, the turnover-worthy play percentage was only 1.7%. That tied with Bo Nix as the second-best mark behind Michael Penix Jr. of Washington among the group of quarterbacks looking to make that step up into the NFL. So this guy is going to be talked about is going to be talked about among the best college quarterbacks in the entire country as long as he doesn't take any step back, and both of us don't expect that to happen. And low-key, man, I know Duke hasn't had the greatest program, obviously, when you talk about the totality, but now with Riley Leonard stepping in there playing quarterback uh, the way that he has, then you look at Daniel Jones and what he was able to do while he was there. You talk about other quarterbacks like a Thad Lewis. Duke always kind of low-key has a productive solid quarterback under center. I mean, give or take a few years, but do they have a little bit of a quarterback tradition in Durham? They're, they're starting to. They're starting to get guys to the NFL. By the way, Fitty and... Wait, wait, what's going on? Why are you saying that you don't think that they have a little bit of a quarterback tradition? A little bit. What's 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 this quarterback tradition you got going on right now? Well, they now? get guys to the NFL. You got, you got Daniel Jones in the NFL. Yes, which is a first-round pick. They have Thaddeus Lewis a few years back when he was that able was like to get... That was like 15 years ago. I mean, yes, but you have a little bit of a tradition. We're not saying that it's a monstrous tradition, but you do have guys that get to the NFL with that spot. Who was the guy? Was it Renfrey? Yeah, 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 Sean Renfrey. So you have NFL players at that spot. I mean, it's no, they're not going out and making playoff appearances and being franchise QBs, but but that's why we put emphasis on a little bit. And you talk about a Riley Leonard's draft status continues to ascend and let's just say he ends up being a second round third round or maybe even a first round pick at quarterback coming off of the heels of Daniel Jones being a top 10 selection in the NFL draft you have to kind of start looking at that just a little bit and saying Duke is producing a few quarterbacks. Flounder has uh, a take on this as well as he steals the mic from drum what do you have for us here Flounder? I am not knocking you for the Duke take. That's not a horrendous take. Anthony Boone, by the way, would have been an NFL quarterback. He doesn't get hurt in a car accident as well. Um, you said who, what I've is heard the, it pronounced is, both ways. I knew not, you were laughing. That is I not. I knew you were laughing wrong. at Michael Penix. That was yeah, no, Penix. It's, it's definitely I Penix. I've, I've heard it what? pronounced no. a couple it of different not, ways. It is definitely yes, not I Penix. I, yes, no, it I did. is not. And I looked at you. By the what way, the hell? a couple of days in <laughs> a row. That's concerning. A couple of days in a row you've been hanging out in the studio. And I don't know what you're doing on He's the in ground. Time out. What, what are you doing on the ground am, over I there in the corner? I am frantically writing the article about Devontae Walker. But there's a chance my man. Always you're work. on the ground. You're crouched over like you're about to sneak up on young freshman incoming drum over here. I'm giving him Why his room. Why don't you stop I'm being weird him in the studio and then here. stealing the people's mic? God, you're a hater, man. Man, this is his example of radio, huh? Mm-hmm. 